Welcome back to Life Invites Podcast, the place where you learn, get inspiration, find motivation and get ready to live a life lived better. Here we talk about holistic lifestyle, which means physical health, emotional balance and stress management, mental health and mindset, relationships, soul and spirituality, money and career. I'm Cristina Popescu, the host of Life Invites Podcast. I'm a wife, mother of three, holistic coach and stress management strategist. My goal is to help you free yourself for the need of being perfect and instead embrace life one bite at a time in just the right amount so you can enjoy, live, rest and love the way you choose. Welcome back to another episode with Jasmine. Hello! (laughs) The last episode was so awesome so we decided just to come back again. So we had conversation and you told me about legacy. Mm-hmm. I have that feeling too. We want to, when we leave the world, we want to let the world remembering our name, right? Yeah. Tell me about your perspective of legacy. For me, leaving a legacy has always been connected to how best can I serve the next generation? Because it's not just about people remembering your name. It's about what changes can be made because of you. <laughs> yes. That's so for point. me, it's not even about, okay, people need to know like, Jasmine was here (laughs) but I want my actions to be seen through the behaviors of people Mm -hmm. and the changes that are made in a society and even if it's like my own personal relationships and my personal connections or Mm -hmm. you know my family and being able to serve within that and or through my children but I also know it's not within me just to stay in that area. <laughs> it's very much within me to go beyond that. Um, yes. And I feel that's definitely the reason why I am here. Mm-hmm. Um, like spiritually as well. Just having that mission of being able to be a voice for the next generation. Um, being able to kind of bundle together what the different lessons that I've heard from people around me from different generations and being able to filter that in a way that can help the next generation like that um, for me is is so important and I think I always say you know everyone has different roles in their life and we were just talking about that as well you know the role of a mother of a businesswoman or whatever and um, why next generation why it's so I mean you're not old not at all (laughs) you know you you are really young yeah so why next generation when was that i don't know vision born i think it came from a very early age from the way that my mother raised me Mm -hmm. she's put so much attention on building very principle-based children Mm -hmm. and she still till this day always says my biggest role in my life is being a mother and the fact that I can look at her and be like you know I think the word mother has so many different innotations as well like like we were talking about it just then you can be a stay-at-home mom or you can be um you know a working mom or whatever and mothers have so many different identities and the fact that my mom keeps saying like oh just being a mom because I raise principle-based children and I raise you guys as intuitively as I can. Mm -hmm. I think that made such a huge impact because it helped me get to where I am today. And like the biggest thought in my head was, well, 
if you know my mom could help me get to where I am and where my siblings are as well like the best thing I can do is be able to use that power and that energy that I receive from her and pass it on as well and exactly. as much as my mother did that for us three as as a family I do feel that I have it within me to to do it on a, a greater level as well because I always like my motto has always been for the for the year growth the motto is to create a conscious generation of leaders mm-hmm. and I've always said this I heard this once um, in an interview um, and it's just something that I live by so much it's called it's not about making a better world for our children it's about making better children for our world yes that's and I so always powerful. always stand by that yes. so also it's not about you know making the world grand and and and, and access, accessible for us as people to grow in but i always believe that we need to invest in the people to eventually make the world a better place yes and that's ingrained so deeply within me that i knew that you know this the the people that are coming after us they are going to make the next impact in the world exactly and to be able to do that in a right way we need to invest in them and or serve them in a way that they can serve the people after them and that's kind of always how i i've looked at it <laughs> i think <laughs> i should have <laughs> i think we should uh, ask your mother to come with us one day in the podcast because she would love that <laughs> really your mother oh, love that your yeah. mother is was doing with you what i do and our yeah. work complement each other so in my mind it's like if you want to have a healthy generation of kids yeah. you have to take care of the mothers Because oh, if definitely. their brokenness or whatever they have, and we all have our own story, yeah. uh, if the story of the mother is not right, if we don't heal her, yeah. then the kids will suffer. Absolutely. So I think your mother has that, that role of yeah. molding and modeling a mother, yeah. motherhood. And then, um, and I remember you told me she had her hardships too. So I would love to invite her. Oh It's public, gosh. so. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love for my mom to come on board, especially because she was raised in Suriname. Yeah, my mother was um, born and raised in Suriname, but she was a really sick child. So she was um, of four children, but she was, like, let's say the weakest one out of all of them. And she always had to go to the hospital to get checked and it got to a point where they weren't sure if she was still going to survive or not mm-hmm. and the fact that she came from that space to where she is now and like my mom is my biggest inspiration she's a person i look up to so much such a role model for me because she the fact that she even says like my biggest achie- my greatest achievement is being a mother and now she's crushing it she she spent so much time on raising us that now she's at a point where she sees that we are principle-based children she can let us go she'll always be there but she can now let us go and start a business for herself so that she can help other people connect with themselves i think just seeing her go through that whole journey is is so special and wow. that's why like 
whenever I start a podcast, like I think the first person who I'd want to have to interview is my mom. You definitely have to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I should do a fragment where um, I heard that in a podcast as well, where people would ask questions about life and then have one of the mothers answer it. And I was Aww. like, oh, I'd love for my mom, from, from like a, an adult perspective, from a mother perspective, to answer like what advice she would give to a to a to a young person. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely something uh, something I'm considering. That would be awesome. Really awesome. So um, I see that your passion is to create a legacy yeah. for the next generation. And it's so it's so powerful knowing that you don't have to have an age for that. No, In order don't. to empower the next generation, you just have to be the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> It so starts with you. Yes. No matter how old you are. Exactly. exactly like you said. No matter how old you are, you just when you start, you always have a generation behind you, at least one. So that's so, so, so powerful. Yeah, I've even seen like the differences because I'm... Um, so the age gap between me and my siblings is four and five years. It's not massive. But like I'm 24, they're now 20 and 19. But even like that difference... It's a it's generation. It's so bizarre. Yes. It's like the things that are important to them where they grew up in the world of social media, whereas I was maybe just a little bit before that, mm-hmm. is plays such a prolific impact in their growth, but also their mindset, but distractions as well. And exactly. how to connect with yourself because that bit of technology is so, plays such a big role. Yes. Whereas in my generation... It does play a role, but we've also known what it was like to not have that. Exactly. And to, to connect with ourselves in a different exactly. way. To play with rocks on the street. Yeah, I exactly. Like to yes. bike outside and, uh, and yes. things like that. Yes, and just create games, not have it. Definitely. And I'm really happy that us three are as close as we are. We, we've always been that way, where mm-hmm. we, like, I still know what their imaginary friend is called, and we would make up games because we were so fantasized by movies and, and music and things like that. So we'd always have this really big imagination. And it, it's, it's a shame, really, when we get to a certain age where we're embarrassed to have that type of imagination. Yes. And I wish that, like I said in the other podcast, like I wish that schools would pay a bit more attention to um, empower that side as well. So yes. hopefully I can play a part in that creative imagination. Yes, and that it's so incredible, important, because we need, when we grow up, we are asked to have imagination and creativity in yeah. work. But, but we are taught early on that we should not have imagination and we should not speak with our imaginary friend and we should not be so creative we should just fit in a box and then all of a the sudden they ask us okay just get out of the box and be different and we're like huh when you broke me and you oh, want me to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so when i raise my kids i always have that in mind just let them be themselves let them be creative let them create themselves because that is their biggest blessing mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to see children, if you don't cut their wings, how they get so many amazing ideas. My kids helped me build my business. Oh, I love that. I was like, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my, with my son and I was asking, how can I go out and be more visible? And he was, mom, just go take a microphone and go out. Whatever they want, they let you speak. And I was like, okay. when did you get so smart? He's seven. I was like, how? Yes. 
but in his mind it's simple. You want to speak? You need a microphone to be heard. Go out. There you go. When they let you speak. <laughs> it's so simple for kids. It's so simple. Yeah, and especially because consequences don't play a role. Yes. Or your ego doesn't play a role. Like embarrassment doesn't oh, play ego, a role. Oh, ego, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. How do you deal with your ego now when you build such an amazing business? For me, it's definitely about understanding my why. Mm -hmm. Very much connecting with why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And because that why is so strong in you know, helping the next generation, and specifically the why has always been being able to provide that for my children. <laughs> I, uh, I always said I wanted to become a mother, if it's, you know, naturally or adopting or something like that. Um, but ha definitely having children close from, from mm -hmm. a very, from obviously their young age. And being able to connect with that mission and then knowing that you're doing everything from a place of service. That I felt really overpowers kind of my ego mm -hmm. because it's it's not about me anymore. Yes. <laughs> it's about so much more than just myself. And my ego can't deal with that. The ego always wants to do it from the perspective of you. Yes. And not what's best for you. And because that mission, and, and we kind of talked about it, you know, before that, yeah. about Victor Frank Frankl. Yes. You know, he was exactly. a Jew in the German concentration camps. Mm -hmm. And he did a lot of you know research and discovering what makes it that people survive and we talked about it with our own personal journeys it has to be that profound vision that you have even if it's just you know being there for someone else being there for your children or you know helping the next generation out it there's just no room for ego i know you have a really powerful story do you want to go there and tell us about yeah. your childhood and then yeah, later on tell us? <laughs> yeah. Because when you say, because I know the story before, yeah. behind, it's like, okay, say more. So tell us, tell us your journey. Yeah. The, your bites of happiness and whatever. Yeah, came and after. everything that came after. Yes, that. please. So I was born in Dutinchem in the Netherlands, which is on the, in the east side of the Netherlands. Um... Yeah, first born, so that was pretty special for my parents. And then when I was two years old, we moved to Ipswich in England. And I lived there till I was 12 years old. So I lived there for 10 years, was raised bilingual. Uh, my Both my siblings were born there. And um, my childhood was just amazing. Like I have two incredibly loving parents we were able to travel back and forth to the Netherlands to visit our family because family is definitely a very big core value. And um, because my dad, um, you know, had a pretty good job as well, um, he, you know, we were able to go on really amazing holidays and things like that, which later on in life I realized was a luxury. Mm -hmm. um, but just the home dynamic was incredible. And then I moved back to the Netherlands when I was about 12, which was two days before I had to start the high school in the Netherlands, oh. which was a very big shift to switch languages. And as much as I was bilingual, I definitely spoke more English than I did Dutch. Yes. Like my parents always spoke Dutch at home, like consistently. And at start, we would answer in 
Dutch, but then eventually <laughs> they you gave in English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they they really did try with family. We'd speak Dutch. So that was a big change. And then uh, my dad stayed behind in, in, in England to finish off like his contract. And so we moved with the four of us as four girls to, to the Netherlands. And, you know, that was, a, that was a big shift. That was a really big change as much as it was when you're two to move to a country. Mm-hmm. But then to also come back was even more difficult because you're leaving behind everything that you've known. Yes. The memories I had before I was two years old are so vague. Mm-hmm. And the memories I have from under 12 years old are so strong. That For you dealing... was moving, not yeah. really moving. Yeah. And yes. the fact that I never got to make that decision, it was a decision mm-hmm. that my parents made. <laughs> so I didn't have yes. a say in it. I That was, um, I realized about a few months ago actually that that was actually that was a big thing that made an impact in my life which I never really thought would make such a big impact so um I we came here and uh but eventually it didn't really work out with my parents and uh, they decided to divorce about two years after we moved back to the Netherlands so it was already moving and then that obviously happened Um, and the house that we were paying for, the dream house that my parents built because they thought that they were going to become grandparents in that house and have our children come over and things like that. Like, that was the intention. That house eventually got too expensive Mm -hmm. to pay for, and there was the 2008-2009 kind of economic crash. Mm -hmm. And um, then all of a sudden, we couldn't pay this dream house that my parents built with the intention of growing up in and that was also very very difficult to then have to let that go and then have that house let's say be you know um, um, sold for way less than, than what it was worth and it got us into a position where my dad after the divorce decided to go back to England um, and then us um, selling the house for a lot less and then not being able to pay for a new house so you go from this world of luxury and mm-hmm. being able to basically do whatever you want um, to all of a sudden just not even having a roof above your house, a roof above you. So we got to a place where it was it was complete panic and I was actually in my exam year that that happened. Wow. So I was also, it was about two I think about three months before I had to do my final exams. So I had to deal with the the experience of my parents getting divorced, my dad moving abroad, um, and us losing our house. And we moved in with my mom's best friend, who also has two children, but also only has three rooms. So we wow. came there with the four of us into their home. And we were there with eight people in a three-bedroom <laughs> house. There's um, one bathroom, you know, and having to deal with with each other mentally, <laughs> what's happened, having to deal with school <laughs> and everything that's happened there, having to process what just happened with my parents. And it was just, it was, it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. And the, the amount of admiration I have for my mom to be able to be like, we're going to get through this. And 
that was the moment where I also had to take over the mother role because my mom had to all of a sudden be this dad, this protector, someone that made sure we were all fine. So in the time that me and my siblings all went to school, my mom just went rushing, looking for houses, anything that would give us our own place. Mm-hmm. So she eventually found a place and um, the moment you got there, they were like, in the front door I remember there were like bullet holes in the front door and it bullet was just holes? yeah it, it was nice horrible. neighborhood I yeah guess. exactly <laughs> yeah and there was just um what's it called in that school schimmel um molds it mold yeah mold and moisture like on the walls and I can't tell you how grateful I was to have that house like you don't care for yourself all. You, like my mom as well, she goes, we're going to make it as safe as possible. But the fact that we have something for us, like psych- uh, psychologically, it really does have a big impact on you. And you just understand what gratitude is in that yes. moment. Yes. And so my mom was then busy with, you know, moving and everything ready. Whereas I was then focused on, okay, making sure that, you know, me and my siblings were mentally stable basically so i then had to go from this girl this teenager all of a sudden to becoming kind of this second mom and my mom had to go from this mom who had her own business in england as well to now all of a sudden having to step into this father role of protecting her she always calls it like her baby cubs Mm -hmm. and making sure that everything was fine and the fact that you know i still was able to make the decision of going to America because it was also about four months before that. So we didn't have any money to go. And we went to an information day anyway, because we said, no matter what, we're going to make this possible as a family. My dad was also in and it was great. Um, there was, the thing is, it was something that I wanted so badly, like so badly, like from the tip of my toes, you know, I was like, I my mom always taught me to manifest. And um, eventually there was a competition where you could win a year high school. And I decided to participate. And a few months later, I was the person who won out of all the people that joined. Wow. Yeah. So these I things... I definitely want to meet your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so these things happen. And then, like, you wouldn't think that that was happening in the same time as us having to find a house for ourselves and (laughs) you know getting into a house and we eventually got into a house with only three bedrooms and we were with four people so we knew I was leaving obviously and then uh, um, my sisters first kind of shared a bedroom and then I had my own bedroom and then when I left we kind of shared that um yeah but and then I had to leave and my sisters had to deal with me going out for 11 months and my mom had to deal with that as well and um and then eventually I came back and I basically for two years I shared a bed with my mom I I didn't have my own space I you know I came back from a fantastic year and then here and then all of a sudden you know I was kind of living out of my suitcase again I didn't have a closet or anything I I knew my sisters needed their own bedroom more than I did um i remember we had like we didn't have any curtains in the first few weeks so we had like rubbish bins like we hung them up on the on the windows <laughs> as curtains you know it's like you have to fend for yourselves and um 
it got to a point where you know the only thing you can pay is like bread and things like that so it was it was so tough so to think that yeah i did have a fantastic year abroad um but to think like what was happening outside of that was crazy even like saying it now it's i can't imagine it, it seems like a whole different different world but because we went from kind of the riches to the rags mm-hmm. and now building up back to <clears throat> what our own worth is it's made me appreciate both sides of the spectrum so so much i appreciate my parents for showing me what it's like to have the what it's like to have the riches mm-hmm. and i appreciate them even more for showing me what it's like to live from the rags mm-hmm. and just scraping every little penny together that you may have and i think that also built a very principle-based foundation a very centered foundation um for us to build ourselves on that so like i said it was never it and it's not always easy everyone has their own things yes but uh it's definitely about how you deal yourself with the whole situation I think my mom always said just to stay calm, which I think is the best piece of advice I could have. (laughs) Even when I was abroad, stay calm, breathe. It's like, okay, all right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and that eventually got, you know, us to go moving to a different house, which was amazing. Just a small apartment, but the fact that it had an extra room and everyone had their own room, we were just like, yes, amazing. You know, it's like you get grateful for those kind of things. Or when you finally can buy like a Kit Kat, it's like, yes, oh my God, we can have chocolate. You know, it's so weird to think about. But um, it, it builds it builds you up so much. And now we are raising ourselves from that place. And that's um, amazing. Yeah. And now knowing those information, this information about you, it's like, I so appreciate you and your mother and I so want to meet her. And it's like, you are the living proof that no matter what comes in our lives, if you do the right thing and follow the the right principles in life, you can build yourself up from whatever you are. You can really build yourself up. And the fact is, like, if my mom, especially, like, I love my dad as well, obviously, but I know a lot of it came from my mom. And if my mom didn't raise us from that young age and build that foundation up in that way, I don't know how we would have made the whole situation that we experience as t- like yes. teenagers and things like that. And that's why building children from the moment they're born, you know, and, and not necessarily building them from your perspective, but connecting with them intuitively and giving them the right tools is so important because I felt what it was like. Now we could have, we could have gone different directions, honestly. Like you don't you don't know. Like we've had arguments as well as a family, and you know we've gotten out of that as well, as well. Like deep deep arguments of people just like us, just all everyone just moving out of the house and being like I'm done, you know. But we we knew what our vision was. And the vision was so strong of being a tight family, but also helping each other out because we've we've been through that and we can really be there for each other. And And my mum's vision was so, so incredibly strong in that. 
in no matter what happens, my children are number one. And I think she instilled that in us and we we have processed that in different ways. So I have it in leaving a legacy, you know, uh, my siblings have that in maybe a different way. They have it very much with the family mm-hmm. uh, or the other one really wants to work in like the movie industry but wants to change the dynamic of the movie industry to a more connect place of connectedness. Like yes. it's so different, but it does come from, like you said, the main source, which is the mother. The yes. mother is just the main source. Yeah. And your mother is also a businesswoman and the yeah. high achiever and the mom. I definitely want to meet her. Yeah. <laughs> She's growing rapidly now. I'm so, so incredibly proud of her. Like, oh, I love her so much. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can hear that. Yeah. I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so incredible to see different perspective of legacy. It's yeah. really, really incredible to... I see your legacy yeah. that you build on and uh, your mother's legacy. Yeah. That you build on it, yeah. it actually. So it's, it's amazing. And like, my grandmother is literally the nicest person in the entire world (laughs) and she's like the most non she doesn't have a judgment which has its pros and its cons but it's always like she would never judge you on anything you've done and it comes from a place of love and the fact that she always instilled that and like she came from Suriname and she had a really difficult you know she was um passed on to marry when she was 14 she had my aunt when she was 15 like very young and that instilled kind of the the the, the mother but also the feistiness and having to stand up for herself at that young age because of everything she'd experienced she wasn't allowed to go to school because she was a girl you know and then she found her way in and my her dad got super mad but still let her go because she was so feisty about that and she doesn't like my grandparents don't have a lot but they don't need a lot they yeah. always say like you know they have 10 grandchildren you said and four children and that's enough for them you know so it's it's amazing to see like from my grandmother what that's done with my mom and from my mom what that's done with me and then for what i really want to do for for my children and hopefully they can do for them and i think if you like it has to start somewhere you know like you said you have a difficult past but you're willing to change that dynamic within you so that for your children it's going to be different and then they can you know pass that on like you have to take the initiative in that and like hearing it from even my great-grandmother to my grandmother to my mom and now me like we're all changing the dynamic in our own way Yes. And it's just always making sure that the people after us um, get to know themselves, I think, quicker and more connected so that they can help the next people as well. Grow. It's so incredible to see how we connect. You yeah. came from a place to to pass the blessing. Yeah. And I came from a place a place to break. Break it. Yes. <laughs> to yes. Break it. Like, yeah. I am the one who has to change the future of my daughter, of my children, of my grandchildren children and so on and it's incredible how personal development everything mm-hmm. starts with loving loving yourself enough to be brave to get out and do something Definitely. with oh. what with whatever it comes you have in your life just love yourself enough get up and do something that Absolutely. would be the, that would be the message with start with you and then pass it on to your environment yes, yes. and if you are um, student 
start with yourself in the year of... Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Here we go, the passion. Here we go. <laughs> yes, don't worry about that. But so if you are a student, you go where? You go to the year of growth. <laughs> Come and we shall help you. We shall help you connect with yourself and uh, make sure that you are able to leave your own legacy. Because eventually at the end of the day, everyone feels they're here for something and the it's about discovering what that something is. And the moment that you discover that being able to put that in practice is of uh, the biggest excitement that, that, that there is. And if, uh, if the year of growth and the company that I'm building can help people get to that place, even if it's just helping themselves or helping one other person out, it, it's a ripple effect that you create. Yes. So I'm, I'm very happy and, and very excited to see where the year of growth is going to go. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and if you are a high achiever mom, come with me because I'm totally yes. hear you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, the business that I build is um, to empower high achiever parents to just be parents yeah. and go for their dreams. Yeah. We can have it all. We really can have it all. And in order to raise healthy children, we have to lead healthy. So. Yep. I'm so looking forward it's coming it's coming up oh it's going to be so exciting Christina honestly yes. oh, so it's going to be <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having you so thank much thank you so for much for having me tell my very deep story so appreciate it thank yeah. you for that it's so amazing thank yeah. you